It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor Last Night? This is the only Survivor podcast. My name's Jake Scheidel. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing this evening? Jake, I'm doing great. Uh, all my uh, all my ratty friends are here. Uh, Monday night, uh, Survivor. <laughs> Um, man, if I were better at music, then I would have like figured out a way to harmonize the Survivor theme song underneath that. But the entire time you were doing that, I was my brain was going, "How do I do that? How do I do that?" I couldn't figure it out. And then the song ended, and I uh, I was at a loss for what to do. So here we are now. Anyway, yeah, it's a Monday, and that's weird for us. Last week we said next week we'll be for sure back on our regular Sunday schedule. And, you know, we lied, and we apologize for that. Yeah, it turns out you're uh, actually really busy when you're uh, moving into a house. So Yeah, I, I, I think we should be able to return to the, uh, the regular schedule for the foreseeable future, but, you know, we've lied to you before, so why would you trust us? Why would you trust us? Lying... Only gets you so far in the life, and it only gets you so far on the show Survivor. Thomas, did you watch Survivor Marquesas last night? Yes, Jake, I certainly did. So this episode first aired on March 7th, 2002. How old would you have been on March 7th, 2002? Jake, I would have been 10 years old. I as well would have been 10 years old. What were you doing? Not for much ten, longer, though. 10 years old, Thomas. What were you doing in March I, of 2002? I was in, I was in fifth grade. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's know, right. 9-11 had happened a few months before then, so I don't know. Probably still thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Who would, have, who would have guessed we would have had our 9-11 episode in May? But, you know, you can never know what to expect with Did You Watch Survivor yeah, last night? It's like night. Christmas in July, 9-11 in May. Christmas in July. Starting a, starting a new tradition. I can't wait. Uh, this premiered on March 7, 2002 and received 23.19 million viewers. Oh, that was last week's numbers. Excuse me. Last week it premiered and received 23.19 million. How many viewers do you think it got this week? Uh, I'm going to say 22.5. Oh, you thought people weren't impressed with the first episode of Survivor My Crisis and the viewership went down. I, I don't see why it would go up. I feel like you're going to have people that tune in for the premiere because they're like, oh, I don't know, I've never watched Survivor before, and then some of them don't stick. But what if it got a lot of good press in the first week, and then people were like, oh, maybe I should check it out. But, like, what... It's in the fourth season, and it's a reality show. Like, I think people know what knew what it was at that point. Like, yeah, but Survivor it was... was like, such a phenomenon with that first season that I don't Thomas. think anybody would be like, I don't know what that is. I haven't heard of it before. Nine... 9-11 had just happened. People were scared in their homes. There, you, might, you might say... There were yeah, about, they were already scared in their homes you might when they say, watched the premiere. You might see after the season premiered that uh, 210,000 more people 
were more scared in their homes this week. How many viewers do you think this week's episode got? Did this get 24.1? No, it got 23.4 million. I gave you the exact numbers, I think. I thought you said 23.9, but whatever. 23.19 last oh, week. Okay. What? I, I don't care. Give a shit. <laughs> it's all semantics. I was too busy thinking about how we should put uh, Have You Forgotten by Daryl Worley in for uh, our new sec- yearly segment, <laughs> 9-11 in May. I don't know why this show's not more popular. <laughs> Got all these great bits. It's really fun. I can't wait for uh, like the next off-season episode we have, uh, where it's just us going through our bits. What's your favorite segment from the show? Yeah, probably probably nine eleven in May. <laughs> I like that one. What what does that mean? Oh, it's where they uh, sort of it's reference nine eleven to... in May. <laughs> it's never too early to never forget. <laughs> uh, so we start off on the road to drive, and they do a massage train. But apparently, Kathy doesn't want to be part of the quote unquote love tribe. What do you think of this love tribe here, Thomas? You know, they seemed like they were having fun. You know, it's nice to have somebody lighten the mood. Uh, Kathy seems like a very annoying person to have to deal with. I'm surprised to say that you're in uh, favor of the Rotu's love tribe because you're a notorious hater of Kumbaya Survivor. I don't know. I mean, I thought the morning show thing was kind of, it was kind of cute. Yeah, the yeah, uh, that was very fun. It's charming, and also like when you're juxtaposing that with Kathy, who I, I how is she a real estate agent? She has no people skills. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really understand. I I hate to say it because I I know a lot of people are real estate agents. I don't understand people who become real estate agents. It's such a weird, it's such a specific personality type. It is. Uh, we, you know, having just bought a house, our real estate agent was a fucking MVP. So I do not feel the same way because mm. we had a really good one. But I know what you mean. Wow. I can't believe it. Uh, was Bobby Lashley there? Excuse me. Was the almighty WWE champion Bobby the Lashley almighty, there? Yeah, the almighty WWE champion Bobby did, Lashley was he was one there. of your movers? <laughs> Cedric Alexander, yeah, him and Cedric Alexander helped us move. Oh, they got back together. That's nice. Thomas, did you not know the Hurt Business broke up? This is a segment called Wrestling Corner. It's uh, everybody's second no, favorite segment after 9-11 in May. Yeah, that was months ago. Did you even watch whatever the show was last night? I No, I have not watched since WrestleMania. Oh, well, this was WrestleMania Backlash. Roman Reigns fought Cesaro, and it was actually very good. <laughs> I'm not surprised to hear that they're both... One of them is a very good worker, and the other one is maybe the best worker in the world. So... Yeah. They're going to have a good match. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Um, so that's Wrestling Corner. Uh, I really enjoyed watching the Rotu Tribe 
make weapons to go hunt for their food. I want to see more of this on Survivor in like modern seasons. I found yeah, that really the, fun. Who's the uh, is it is Josh like the blonde guy that has the that is like the bartender or whatever? What's that guy's name? I don't know. The one that kept trying to make a cross or like a bow and arrow. John? John, okay, yeah. I appreciated his persistence. Yeah. Uh, that he was just determined to make a bow and arrow. Yeah, John really wanted to take on the provider role, uh, but he said that Kathy was abrasive. And then Kathy... No, that's okay. John is not who I'm talking about. Oh, John no? is not of blonde hair. The guy with the longer blonde hair that has, like, oh, has, like glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabe? Gabriel? Maybe, that, maybe, maybe his name's Gabriel, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. I feel like he hasn't been a huge part of the show yet. Yeah, he had one of the the better points where later in the episode when Kathy was trying to do a weird negotiation for food that she had found, where he was like, "You don't talk. You don't know anything about us. Like you haven't talked to anyone." <laughs> would you th- would you say that Kathy is abrasive? Yes, I would absolutely say that Kathy is abrasive. That's what John called her. Uh, and then he was very jealous that she found the sea anemones and snails just, for them to eat. That's just that Irish temper talking. <sighs> you telling me, man. Thomas, growing up with you and your Irish temper always I going off. I a little off, hot, you know? Yeah, that's, man. That's the mick in me. <laughs> would you ever eat a snail? I probably would, but not under those circumstances. If it was like escargot, I'd probably do it. Oh, fucking fancy guy over here. Maybe, though. I don't know, though. I I, I, I don't know if the texture is bad, but I'm too scared to find out. I think that's where I'm It's Survivor, dude. It. You gotta find out. Yeah, I Get mean, I guess if I, didn't have any, if I didn't have any food, I'd probably eat it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to eat a snail. I would take anything over a snail. I don't get it. But they apparently don't taste like they taste like whatever you season them with. So escargot oh, okay. apparently just tastes like butter and garlic. Oh, nice. I do like butter and garlic, two of my favorite flavors. Uh, what do you think of Patricia? The, Remind me who that is. The the uh, Maramu Mama. Oh, I I hate her. <laughs> She's apparently nagging and getting on everybody's nerves. Well, it goes from like her being like, I'm going to do constructive stuff. And it's like, oh, that's nice. And then her being like, I'm going to treat all of these adults like they're children. And it's like, all right. And she's, she's older she's than got, them. She's got to go. She, they are children to her because you, she's... You can treat adults like that if they're your children. Mm. But if they're not, you can't. I don't know if that's... Uh, right. I don't know if you should talk to You're any more ad- likely to get away with it, is what I would mm, say. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but also, parents, look, you still, you still, 30 years later, just don't understand. Yet again, parents just don't understand. Uh, Sean and Vesepia have a bonding conversation over being black and then being potentially targeted because of it. But Sean says that I was surprised to see this in season four. This this was like a nice. I'm glad that it was like they just caught them having like an interesting conversation with like some good uh, interview asides. Mm-hmm. 
and just let the editing and them speak for it because nowadays it would be the thing where Jeff is just like at tribal council and he's just like women are people right it's crazy how things are now so women when you text other women who are also feminists do you text you or y-o-u yeah so now yeah now it's gonna be like you know, you know, like by P, like by POC. Jeff saying like by POC. <laughs> so you're a bisexual person of color, and Sean's like, nope, that's not. Yeah. It's not. Well, that is accurate. Yeah. That's not what that means. Uh, Sean says that his and Vesepia's shared faith is strong, a stronger bond than his their shared race. Uh, Christianity, big deal in the early 2000s. Forget so, about yeah. it. Sean is very religious. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It works for them. It's fine. You can't be mad at somebody for being religious. I liked that um, uh, he got called Malcolm Farrakhan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I meant to write that down in my notes, but I, 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 I didn't get it down quick enough. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, yeah, I like... I like I like both Sean and Vesepia. Do you like Vesepia? Yes, yes, I do. I feel like we haven't seen much from her yet. No, but she's she's been uh, an enjoyable presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hey, remember how we just had this wonderful scene between Sean and Vesepia and how they talked about how their faith, uh, their shared faith and their shared race and their shared experience on this island is is really nice. Uh, Sean is then targeted for being lazy because. Because of stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's not like he's not doing stuff. He's praying to God to help him in the game. He says, God, please help me in the game. And God says, yeah, okay. I love you. You're one of my children. You're all my children. God is good. Anyway. Sarah and Rob hang out because they have the most in common. That's what Rob says. I love the through line of uh, also Rob being like, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, we, we get along really well. Also, I can use her <laughs> as a vote. <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob doing a little more uh, strategic thinking than, uh, than Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah also continuing to uh, never help anyone do anything. Yeah. Uh, Rob says that he is playing Survivor for two because she doesn't do anything. Rob, do you like Rob at this point? I'm I'm already tired of him. Yeah, I mean, I've never really liked him that much. (laughs) He was the biggest deal when this show was on, though. Why? Because um, he had a Boston accent? Like, yeah, because he was like the hot guy on the season. And then he came back and he fell in love with Amber. And is then, he even the hottest guy on the season? I don't I don't know. Who's the hottest guy in the season, in your opinion? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on your preferences. Like Hunter. I bet, mm. the, bet there are people All that American, like Hunter. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Mm-hmm. Good looking guy. Uh, I can't eat. Maybe you like Gabe. I don't know. Gabe seems like the sensitive, the sensitive one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Loves bone arrows. Chicks dig that. 
Chicks do love bow and arrows. That's true. Chicks are always like, I don't want to see a fishing picture on your profile. But if you've got a bow and arrow picture, they're all swiping yeah. right. That's what I've learned in my years on the apps. <laughs> so over on row two, the pigs outsmarted the trap that they set. Uh, and that's very funny to me. <laughs> Kathy is worried about the fire and shelter. Uh, you already said you don't like Kathy. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I understand why people don't like her, but I've got nothing against her. <laughs> the thing where she, like, she's, she is very bad in her personal skills. She doesn't listen to anyone. She attempted to strong arm the rest of her alliance into doing something by withholding food from them. Yeah, that's when she could have just talked to them about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You make a lot of good points. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, if you had to deal with her, you would not like her. Sure. That I, I did have that thought while watching that. She and she like, also never hangs out with anyone. She's always off on her own. She definitely Except reminds me... Except when she me, comes back and makes demands of you. She definitely reminds me of, uh, of an old co-worker uh, when I worked at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> who I dis- disliked so much. I haven't worked there in literally years, like close to five years probably. Uh, I disliked her so much that I was in that Whole Foods recently and I saw her from across the way and I was like, oh, I can't go into that department until she has left the area. Yeah, it's like I gotta... I gotta- circumvent yeah we gotta go around here i do not want to get in a conversation with that person uh they then cut up the uh raft and hang it over the shelter and also put up pascal's american flag what do you think of pascal so far pascal's so fucking lame when i saw that he as his only luxury item brought a fucking american flag i yelled at you fucking loser (laughs) This was, like, peak, like, post-9-11, like, everybody being completely deranged. So, like, I wasn't surprised to see it, but, like, I'm like, I bet that guy was a fucking terrible judge. Yeah, I'm curious to look up what he, uh, what his record is or whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about the law, except that I love to break it. <laughs> That's right, baby. Judas Priest. Uh, at the reward challenge, they win masks and snorkels and stuff. Uh, they have to swim to an underwater boat and then unload some rocks and then paddle to the beach. Great fucking challenge. Simple. Love it. It's great. Yeah, I like the like very immediate, like simple, fun challenges they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Row 2 wins. Um, another thing I really liked about this challenge... Jeff was not shouting at us throughout the entire thing. It was nice it is kind to just of see nice. that. Like, I like Jeff doing the commentary and, like, making fun of people, but, like, it is kind of nice to just see them just compete, you know? Um, honestly, I think the challenge is better at their host's involvement in the challenges because at most TJ will just laugh at the competitors when they look stupid. <laughs> Cutting to him for reaction shots is is a a nice sort of middle ground. It's all we need. (laughs) I don't need... We need a play-by-play commentary team kind of thing for Survivor Challenge. That is not Jeff. 
Jeff doles out the rewards, he gives the immunity challenges, he hosts tribal council. But when it comes to challenges, I want CM Punk and uh, Anissa. I feel like they would do really good doing commentary for the challenges. Isn't that a good team? Yeah, it'd be a little weird. It would be a little weird to have a commentary team for an edited like four minute segment. I mean, they do it on Wipeout. Do you want Survivor to be like Wipeout? Yeah, I want everything to be like Wipeout. It's a fun show. Why don't we have John Cena do the commentary then? He's busy with Wipeout. (laughs) Well, you said you wanted it to be like Wipeout. Well, yeah, I want to make it as close to an approximation as we can. That's why I picked CM Punk. I think Survivor could could buy him out. I think Survivor could, Dude, could give him a better offer. I don't care about CM Punk coming back to wrestling, and this is Wrestling Corner again. I'd so much rather see CM Punk go play Survivor. Yeah, I mean, this is not the first time that we've suggested that possibility. And it won't be the last. Uh, over on the Maramu tribe. I gotta tell you, I don't think he would be very good at it. Why? I don't think he's got the people skills. John Morrison did really well. John Morrison's very charming. John Morrison, okay, John Morrison is not known for being kind of a dick. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but, like, his wrestling character, though, so great. Yeah. I think he might be fun to watch. I mean, maybe he'd be, like, a good loner, but... Or, I don't know, maybe maybe in that situation he would be able to turn on the charm when he needed to, but... He's not, he's not, Morrison's just, like, a big golden retriever. Like, yeah. everybody was always gonna like him. And he can do cool flips. Yeah, that's hey, true. Punk? He, he certainly can. You want to get on Survivor? Do cooler flips. I don't know what to tell you. We're, an, we're actually an anti-CM Punk podcast now. Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making too harsh a judgment <laughs> on him. I just, I have my doubts sure. about him as a Survivor player. I Let's see it. You already did the challenge. Make the crossover. What if CM Punk was the first person to cross over from the challenge to Survivor? That'd be so great. That would be that would be interesting. I guess that would be that would be the case. Mm-hmm. He is a challenge alum. Uh, at the immunity challenge, they do a game called Bob for Bafaru, which is Stinky Fish. Uh, this was great. I bet it was disgusting, but I honestly, the fish did not look bad. I was like, ooh. I ended up eating some salmon tonight, and I think that was partially inspired by seeing the fish. My girlfriend's pescatarian, so I've been eating a lot of fish over the last eight months. Great Dude, it's stuff. it's good. It's fish so fucking, fucking delicious. <laughs> it's, it's great because it tastes good, and it, like, sits really light with you, so you feel great after eating it. Yeah, until you eat, like, 18 salmon in a night. Yeah, and then you get mercury poisoning. Yeah. Ooh, the, Ooh, the government doesn't want me to get mercury poisoning. Joe Biden here. says I shouldn't. Yeah, this is why I'm against big government. I'm going to eat... Is someone just putting, like, one of those photos of, like, the like really poorly cooked giant steaks, but it's just, like, a giant salmon filet? It's, like, raw. I want to see a Don't Tread on Me poster, flag, whatever... Uh, but it's pink and it has a salmon on it instead of a snake, and it says, I don't know, something that's funny. Giant giant salmon fillet that's like completely cooked, like blackened, and there's ketchup on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, are you triggered? Yeah, that's triggered funny. Triggered delicious, the way, the delicious way that I eat salmon. I would be. Man, you can do so much with salmon, and it's so good. 
This is an anti-CM Punk pro-Salmon podcast. That's where we stand on things now. I really liked when Jeff said to one of them, that's a juicy piece right there. Yes. It sucks because it did seem like some of the pieces were a lot easier to pick up than the other ones were. Well, they're like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't really have much more than that. Just some of them were more like solid, whereas some of them kind of fell apart when people tried to scoop them up. Yeah, well, some of them were juicy than the others. Uh, the tiebreaker that Rob says, no, oh, got close there. Uh, that Rob Mariano had to do against somebody on the other tribe. That was a really big piece. It was much bigger than any other piece that they had to bob for. Um, but row two wins, which means Rob has lost it for Marimu. Meanwhile, Sean back at the beach targets Sarah. And Rob has to make a decision to side with Hunter or not. Dun, dun, dun. What's going to happen? We'll find out after our favorite segment called Wildlife Shots. Wildlife Shots. Yeah. There were some prawn. There were some snails. There were some crabs. There was a bird. There were several birds. I don't know. There was also a wild boar, also called wild swine, the common wild pig, or simply wild pig. Uh, do you know what genus the wild boar belongs to, Thomas? Uh, what genus is that? The sus genus. Oh, boy. Better watch out. Yeah. That's why we call cops pigs. Because they're suspicious. Because they're sus. Because they're sus. Okay. They're sus that makes, yeah. it, it's all coming together. Yeah. Don't read that in your fucking George Orwell, do ya? Do you? Animal Farm? Was that about cops? I think this is like, this, this is like the 12th straight episode that we have referenced George Orwell. <laughs> I'm just in a George Orwell mood ever since uh, 1984. George Orwell's Bowling for Soups, 1985. <laughs> yeah, the sequel to 1984. Uh, the wild boar is native to Eurasia and North Africa, but has been introduced to the Americas and Oceania. The gray wolf is its main predator, except in the Far East, where its main predator is the tiger. And in the Lesser Sunda Islands, where its main predator is the Komodo dragon, one of the coolest animals of all time. I've we never talked about the Komodo dragon on wildlife shots. Where? We've got to find it. Next, Thomas, next season we Komodo watch? Komodo dragons are really, yeah, Komodo dragons are really cool. Um, I think it was a monitor lizard, but did you see that video of that convenience store where the monitor lizard was just, like, climbing the shelves yes. and stuff? Yes, very cool. Terrific. Uh, a, good, a good boy there. Uh, the wild boar's size is dependent on their environment so that they can, so they can range anywhere from 200 to 800 pounds. Uh, despite their size, their head is a third their body weight across the board. That's a lot of that's a lot of head. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you could say that they've got good head. You could say that. Uh, here's something very exciting. 
They can run 25 miles an hour and have a 60-foot vertical leap. No, that can't be right. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> that can't be right. They can't leap tall buildings in a single bound. I don't think that's true. 60 inches, maybe. That'd still be scary. 60 inches is a big vertical leap. Yeah, probably 60 inches, but I have seen cartoons where pigs jump 60 feet. Uh, so who's to say that's not real? Wait, well, that... that the when pigs fly thing makes less sense <laughs> if they can jump 60 feet, because I think people would be like, oh, they can fly. Did you see how high they went up? I mean, a lot of impossible shit has happened. Uh, they live in matriarchal societies with males leaving their mothers between 8 and 15 months and living in loose-knit communities with other adult males until they get so old they become solitary. <laughs> here's here's, here's uh, some fun facts about wild boar hunting. Uh, they have different designations based on their age. Under 10 months old, a wild boar is called a squeaker. But once it hits 10 months, it's called a juvenile. At two years, they're called pigs of the sounder. Fascinating. Between three and six years, they're referred to by uh, boar of whatever age. Uh, at six, they're called an old bear. Sorry, an old boar. And then seven, seven or loves the honey. Seven or older. What do you think? What do you think a boar aged seven or older would be called, Thomas? Uh, fucking dead, deceased. Wow, it's really harsh. Uh, no, they're actually called the grand old bear. Job, you might say. They never got a chance to see their bee business take off. So at Tribal Council, Jeff asks Rob uh, how it is having a mom. Why did he ask him that? Did you catch that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, in reference to Patricia, I think. Uh, Because Patricia is like the mom of the tribe. Um, Sarah didn't come on Survivor to work 16 hours a day. I don't know. What do you expect? She didn't come on Survivor to work one hour a day. (laughs) Got her. Uh, Rob was very discouraged and understands why people would want to vote him out. That's very nice of Rob. What a hero. So they vote and uh, Patricia's voted out. Uh, But Sarah got a couple votes. So, you know, good for good for them. Patricia's gone. Everybody came down to the last vote. But apparently people were more annoyed with Patricia. Yeah, because they like to hang out with Sarah. Do they? I think Rob does. But Well, who do you vote for? Who did he vote for? I don't even know. Probably Patricia. Probably. That's probably why she got voted out. Uh, that would make sense. Thomas, did you watch the Challenge All-Stars last night? Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. To the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense, nothing uh, No. Okay. Tell me about it. Okay, so well, they had to jump around on a truck. Uh, and Mark and Kellyanne won. Uh, Gisela and Big Easy lost, so they have to go straight into elimination. 
house votes in Nehemiah, who picks Kendall as his partner. Uh, they then have to build a ladder using chains. And honestly, it's pretty fucking cool. It's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a cool challenge. Big Easy and Gisela won, so they are automatically in the final. That's right, Thomas. Next week is the final. Here's everybody who's wow. made it to the final. It's... Stop me if uh, if you know of any of these people. Like, Alton. You clearly know Alton, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Ruthie? Love Ruthie. Yeah. Uh, Darrell? Yeah, I know Darrell. <laughs> Big fan of Darrell. Yeah, I like Darrell. Kellyanne? Yeah, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway. I think there. it's kind of fucked up that they let her be on this. But, yeah, you know, she was never on the original show, but they were like, well, stunt casting, you know, we got to get stunt people on here for. Yeah. They so did so well with Amorosa and Big Brother. Uh, Derek? Sure, yeah. John A. Yeah, John, yes. Yeah, Big Easy. More of a John, of a John B fan, but... That's a good one. Uh, Gisela? Sure. Mark? Yeah, I know Mark. Jemmy? I, you better believe I know who Jemmy is. Yes. Were you saying yes like someone's name is Yes. Yes. Someone's name is Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this person. <laughs> he was on the show a long time ago. Uh, That's really confusing. I, that would be so confusing to have a conversation. I feel like you'd be getting into who's on first shit all the time. Yes. And finally... We were just doing that. We were just doing that. Yes. Honestly. We were. It was very difficult to get yeah, out about, of. What about them? For the first time in 10 years... Anissa has made it to the final. Oh, good for Anissa. That's right. 12 people are going to the final this season. And they're about to show everyone what happens when people start being... <laughs> when people start being polite. <laughs> when people stop being polite and start being real. Uh, 12 people are going to the final. You know how many people this season started with? 12? 22. <laughs> Okay, it would be really funny if everyone went to the final. It feels like it. Uh, Thomas, what's your Twitter? You can follow me at Tom. Not Tom. Uh, you know, I'm always just, I'm always just yapping, just flapping my gums. Love it. Who knows what I'll say next? Oh, you doing those sound tweets now? Voice tweets, whatever the fuck they're called. No, I, I, I don't think I've ever done one of those. Maybe I did one. Hmm. I, uh, I'm just a traditionalist where. Uh, I, I just tweet. I just retweet what other people say, actually. Uh, but you can follow the show on Twitter at dywsln or on Instagram at the Only Survivor Podcast because that's us. Do you want to thank the fans, Thomas? Fans, uh, I don't know. I don't think you're bringing enough energy this week. I don't think they deserve it. Let's uh, let's see them. You know, I think they need to do a little better. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what I say next week. Let's but see. Uh, I'm just not feeling it right now. Maybe we can Gotta uh, step it up. Maybe it's like when TJ. It's like when TJ admonishes people because they uh, didn't do well enough in the challenge. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to be good? You better win. You know, that's what he always said. Uh, 
If you wanted to, you know, be thanked next week, maybe leave us an iTunes review. Can you give people a boilerplate, maybe, since it's so hard for them yeah, to leave a I can review? Get started. Yeah, I know it's hard to, to decide how many stars to give anyone, so just five stars. You don't they only give you so it. many to dole yeah, out. Just five, yeah, you can just do five. And uh, uh, all you got to say is, this is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all of the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. And that's all you have to say. It's right there, so just do it. All right, anyway... It's uh, pretty nice over here, so I'm happy to say, Thomas, have a great summer. Deuces. Got out of town on a boat from the southern islands. Sailing the reach for a following sea. She was making for the trades on the outside. And the downhill run to Papa Ete. Off the wind on this heading like the Marquesas You got 80 feet of a waterline Nicely making way In a noisy bar in Avalon I tried to call you But on the midnight watch I realized Why twice you ran away Think about Think about how many times But no, I'm very excited to be an uncle finally. It took me 30 years. Some people are uncles after like 14 years. Not me. I though. don't think that being an uncle in your 20s counts. I don't think I, you know, I, I don't feel like that's true, like truly being an uncle. Why do you say that? Too young. Too potentially hip. You gotta be lamer. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, no, that's not, that's the exact opposite of what I was about to say. I was saying, I was going to say, Ariel and I were not having kids and we're very looking forward to being the cool aunt and uncle. And here you are saying that you're lame if you're an uncle. We're going to give kids alcohol and marijuana when they're way too young for those things. Yeah, that's lame. That's that's a lame thing to do that means that you're you're living in the past. We're going to give kids LSD when they're like 13. Yeah, you're going to be yeah, you're going to be like, "Hey kids, cool uncle. I'm going to give you a beer when you're 9 years old." Think about how many
Martin up probes. 